As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to our panel discussion. Today, we're going to be diving into the topic of copywriting. While many of, why many of us as business owners, managers, and leaders in our organizations or businesses should be thinking about copywriting, how we should be incorporating it, whether we're thinking about our websites, whether we're thinking about blogs, any type of content we're putting out there, and really making sure that you're thinking strategically about copywriting. We have the pleasure today to have two experts on the panel. I think that's what's so excited about doing, the, I'm so excited about doing these panel discussions is because I love to bring experts to you to kind of talk about topics in a little bit more detail. Um, we've had an amazing opportunity to interview these two experts individually, so we will be linking to their interviews in the description so that you can check them out and learn even more about the amazing work they do. But today we're going to go deep into the topic. We're going to talk about not only their difference in styles and approaches, but also maybe give some of you some aha moments on how you should be incorporating copywriting in what you're doing. So first, let me just introduce our panel. We have Sandra as our first person up on the panel. Sandra, do you want to just say hello to everyone and give them a little bit of background on what you're doing? Sure. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm Sandra Nemoto, also known as the Content Doctor. Um, I live and work in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and um, help with content writing and editing, uh, as well as services for authors. So ghost writing, editing, and book formatting. Perfect. And our other expert is Anna. Do you want to give everyone a little bit of an intro into who you are and what you work on as well? Of course. Thank you, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. I'm Anna. I am a copywriter and I specialize in helping sustainable businesses with their content marketing, SEO, email marketing, and basically anything that needs words. Perfect. So let's start talking about the strategic idea. This is one thing that's kind of near and dear to my heart, just because I really feel like when it comes to marketing, so many of us are inundated with everything that we have to get done. There's just so much to do, so much to create. And for many people, they love the product or service that they create, but the marketing side of it feels so overwhelming. So when it comes to things like copy, it can become a little bit intimidating. It can become the thing that you just got to get it done. And sometimes we forget to think strategically about how do we want to use words to get the message across? How do we want to use words to sell the product? How do we want to use words to build a community? So therefore, I want people to, I guess, walk away today about how they should strategically think about copywriting in their business or, or, um, or organization. So let me just throw that question out to each of you. And if each of you can kind of comment from your perspective on if someone's in an organization, if they're in a business, whether they're in startup mode or they're in relaunch mode, what should they be thinking about as they're putting together maybe their content um, or their content managing strategy? 
Who wants to go first? <laughs> I can go. Um, and I think you you said it. It's the strategy. It's the plan. And I actually don't really work with clients on that level. Um, I have a couple of packages that are um, on an ongoing basis. And based on those services, it's kind of like, you know, I'm doing all of the writing for you or all of the editing for you. You could look at that as a strategy, but I, I don't call myself a strategist, right? Um, so you could theoretically um, work with somebody on that level that'll actually say, here's the week. And here's what we're going to post on which platform and which news, you know, whether it's newsletter, whether it's video and plan it out. And then from there, I go and I do the content writing for it. So I don't touch video. You know, I don't post for you. I just work on the words part. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just personally how I like to work. It's more on the granular level, as you said, if if the, the person I'm working with is not great at the word part of it. Um, that's where I can come in. Um, but yeah, I usually don't actually do the the big plan part. Do you feel like people should just jump in and get started if they're starting out with content? So therefore, if they start working with someone like you, they should get started, get a feel, and then take a step back and figure out the strategy? Or do you feel like they should set the strategy first? What's your, your perspective on that? I think if you can um, start with a plan, but, uh, but yeah, if you're startup and you're just eager to get going and you have, yeah, a clear idea of what you want to say and what you're selling, um, you can start with that first and then look at your analytics and see how the conversion is doing. And then from there, you might, you might know that you need some help and then you can outsource to somebody. Perfect. So Anna, what's your perspective on the strategy, the approach, and also how you play a role in it? Um, well, I actually uh, do kind of uh, help uh, with the strategy, so I definitely can give a little bit more insight on this. Um, I do think it's important uh, to, before you set up any uh, content plan, any uh, you know strategy for your business, that you do a throughout research on um, not only your product and what you're selling in terms of like check your competition, uh, what are they doing, what's working for them, but also uh, it's very important to have a very deep research on your ideal client. Um, it's important to know what platforms they use the most, uh, if they are more in touch with reading blogs or a podcast or, or posting on LinkedIn versus uh, Instagram and focus your efforts where they should be focused. You can't, there's so much out there today that it's very hard for a small business to keep up with posting on all social media channels, having a blog, having a podcast, having this, posting here, posting there. Uh, it can become a little bit too much. And sometimes not all channels work for all businesses. So I think it's important to know uh, what works for you. What does your client, what's going to resonate the most with your ideal client? And from there, you can start crafting uh, a strategy that will help. So if you want to bring traffic to your website, uh, your strategy can start creating uh, engaging um, high quality blogs and use these blogs to create content for all the other social social media channels that you have. You can take uh, little pieces of this blog and post them on Instagram if that's where your ideal client is. You can use them to create a small YouTube video or a little podcast on the same uh, subject or something like that. So that way you're repurposing your content and you're not wasting time in all the social media channels where maybe your ideal client is not even hanging out there. 
I'm so glad you brought up the ideal client mm-hmm. because I really think when, you know, just running a business as a whole, a lot of times people, you know, want to, you know, support everyone, help everyone, you know, and especially sometimes, you know, as many of us who, you know, are vegans are compassion based and so forth, we don't want to leave anyone out. But I think it's so important that people think about who their ideal client is so that not only are their products and services in line with them, but specifically you're saying the words that we're using, you know, the copy that you're putting together, it truly does resonate to them. So do we want to talk a little bit about some of the pitfalls or challenges people have when they're trying to develop that messaging? Because I know sometimes when you're trying to develop content, it's so easy to put yourself in that role as opposed to your client or your ideal customer, that when you make those mistakes, sometimes your copy can miss the mark and you're not getting the conversions that you need just because you've really put the wrong person in the wrong role. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on matching up the messaging with your ideal clients and how people can do a better job. Um, Ana, I'll throw it to you first and have you, you chime in and then Sandra, I'll have you jump in next. Of course. Um, well, I think it's very important, again, to do research on your client. If you want your message to resonate with your ideal person, you have to speak to their struggles, their desires. You know, you want to know what's their struggle regarding your product or service um, and why would they need to buy this product? What problem is your product solving for them? Uh, Because at the end of the day, as harsh as this could sound, uh, your client doesn't care so much about you or your product or your business. They really care about how your product is going to help them solve an issue. So when you are in your copy explaining this to them and explaining how your company uh, has the same values as them, is solving an issue for them, you know, it's not all about profit and more about helping creating profit, but also helping people or helping animals or helping the environment or whatever goal or value that the company might have. Um, so I think it's important to know um, first to really know how you're helping people and then share this in a way that people can connect with, uh, you know, leave behind the trying to look professional or anything uh, like that and just be genuine, honest, and tell people truly how you are helping them. Perfect. Yeah. I like that idea of, you know, being, you know, finding your voice and finding your way yeah. of doing it. Because I do think sometimes we see what other people do and we're like, oh, I should do it just like them or I should do it just like that. And therefore we can kind of box ourselves in. Um, especially for someone who's maybe new or just starting out their business, you know, they may not trust as much to kind of take that leap of faith and put things, you know, in the voice that they think might work. Um, Sandra, what's your, what's your thoughts on on the topic of matching up the voice and, and, and getting that ideal client's um, true um, needs into your, your writing? Yeah, I think we've mentioned a lot of it already. Uh, first, ha- yeah, the first half of it is is yeah, identifying who that ideal client is and speaking to them. Because if the ideal client is is Gen Z, that's how you have to be talking to to those folks, and that's really not my expertise. Um, and then yeah, and then it's developing your own brand voice. So there are some really great Canadian brands who really know what their voice is, and they're really good at communicating that. Others 
they may not have that strong of a voice, but I think what uh, Anna touched on about values and what you stand for, I talk a lot about this in my in my content, is one way that you can stand out is sharing more of your values. So if environment is one of your big values and you know your product is sustainable and it all matches up, then that should probably be a good chunk of the content that you put out there. How, yeah, how our product or our service is sustainable or other ways you in your life you can incorporate sustainability into your lifestyle so that yeah so that the yeah the values are kind of part of the brand message and then you're reaching consumers that are aligning with uh aligning and resonating with that message perfect and one thing i want to hit on is i think sometimes people mix up copywriting with like the SEO buzz and push that's been out there. A lot of people think about the idea of like stuffing words into their copy and stuffing words in there, you know, so they can get, you know, that love from Google. But when I think of copywriting, I think of it way beyond kind of just Google search. I think of it really about that messaging and connection. How have you either helped clients through that challenge? Have you experienced that? Um, Because I know I've had that with a lot of my clients where, you know, they, you know, they're, they're leaning so far into that SEO or they're leaning so far into those keywords that sometimes they're losing their messaging. Either any, um, either person have any thoughts on that? You guys can just chime in. Uh, well, Anna does more of the SEO side than I do. So I, yeah, I call myself a content writer and editor. So I, I write based on what the client says, you know, here's, we're going to do a blog on this, go. And uh, yeah, and then I'll write, write the blog as is. And then uh, they have a, an SEO person on their end who usually does the keyword insertion or um, the client gives me the keywords and I can put them in in a natural way so that it doesn't sound like a robot <laughs> wrote this blog. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely different ways to, to do it. As natural sounding as you can make it, I think is, is the more ideal way to go. I agree. Um, I think uh, definitely a lot of people confuse uh, this and even when you know I do uh, SEO consultations, I always say that the best SEO tool that you can have is quality. When your content uh, has quality and it's written not only for Google but also for humans and it's creating a connection, then Google is going to give you the love you're looking for because at the end of the day, Google wants you to find the answers you're looking for immediately. So if you're providing that uh, with good products, good quality content, then Google will, you know, uh, answer back <laughs> and push your your website and your content uh, on top of the searches. Um, I do do uh, SEO and copywriting, um, which are both two different things. Uh, definitely, it's just part of uh, one one of the services I offer. Uh, but I think that um, it's important to always keep in mind that you're not only writing for Google and that Google is not going to be buying your products is a person. So I think it's important to have content that resonates with people and of course, optimize it for SEO, but unnatural optimization like keyword stuffing and you know, unnatural writing so that Google picks it up. Not only does it not work anymore, it's worse for you because not only does your words are not saying much and are not connecting to your actual clients, 
Google is smarter and smarter every day. And you might be able to rank for a little while, but as soon as Google notices that you're using tricks or, you know, you're trying to cut in the line, it will punish you and it'll punish your website and will uh, get it out of the search results. So um, in terms of SEO, it takes time. uh, It takes patience and it takes quality content. So I think those are important. Putting quality content in one or two channels rather and consistency with consistency rather than throw some content here and there, then stop, then do it again, and then being all over the place. Um, so much better to do a little consistency with consistency than uh, trying to do everything and then drop it and then pick it up again. Uh, that doesn't sometimes it just doesn't resonate so much with people as when they can know they can count on your email or on your blog or on your message or content consistently uh, every week or every month, uh, whatever it is that that you can have the time to do uh, without overwhelming yourself. And yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I it's interesting as I've been working on that even for myself since last year. It's, you know, when I do miss or I do skip or I have to make a change because something comes up, it's so like refreshing when someone's like, hey, I thought we had a session today or hey, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I didn't see your email or I didn't see this. So um, I say that to say to people that eventually your community will also notice when you're not consistent um, because they will show that interest. And that's that's some encouraging um, encouragement, at least I find, um, you know, when we're all tackling our to-do list. So I'm going to throw a question right back at you. And then Sandra, I'll have you answer it is I want to make sure, and I probably should have asked this in the beginning of the interview, but let's clarify writing versus copywriting. Cause here's the thing. I think for a lot of people, they may not understand like what's the difference. Um, and that may also lead into why some people don't always take that extra step to work with a copywriter, to work with someone. So maybe in your own words, could you explain what you kind of want people to understand the difference between just writing something and or versus when you're working with a copywriter, how that content would be different? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a question I get all the time too. Uh, and then most people doesn't even know what a copywriter is. I didn't know what copywriting was when I started. Um, I think the key difference between uh writing and copywriting is that copywriting is meant to help you sell or promote or basically take action, uh, whatever that means for your brand. If it's, I want to grow my email list, I want someone to download this sheet, I want someone to buy this product. Uh, Copywriting isn't just writing. Um, I always say uh, to my clients that the writing part is actually the last step. There's so much that goes on before I even start writing, like uh, doing research uh, and just doing copywriting techniques and doing a lot of things that build a message that is meant to pursue people to take action in whatever form uh, that is. So I think the key difference is that Copywriting is really meant for your specific brand, for your specific product to help you grow your business, to help you make more sales, to help you uh, keep people in your site longer, to help you connect with your audience in a deeper level rather than just 
oh, here's my product, click here to buy, uh, and more creating a connection and creating um, more trust with the people that lands on your website that eventually prompts them to buy a product. I love that about building that trust. Um, I think, you know, we forget that it's like a building, it's building a relationship. You know, it's not just someone's going to come to your site and it's like, oh, I already had my credit cards out on my counter. I was just waiting for someone to ask me to buy because <laughs> I'm going to do Especially it. Especially nowadays, you know, with yeah. so many ads, there's, I think, uh, like 5,000 ads a day that we all see every day. Something insane. You know, we're thrown with so many businesses and so much content and so many ads that I think it's so important now to create more of a meaningful relationship. And I think having 100 faithful clients is better than having, uh, you know, 10,000 followers that don't buy anything. Um, so, at the end of the day, more than images and videos, what connects with people are words. Uh, so that's why copywriting is so important. I love it. I'm glad you, you said that because it is it is so, so important that we get that, get those connections going and, and we cherish them because um, I, I really think that's what creates not only long lasting businesses, but businesses that truly impact communities, you know, businesses that really people talk about, share um, and then a lot of maybe it's just my veganness and compassion and, you know, want to change the world kind of creeping out here in this in this interview. But I think it also allows us to really, you know, be kind of ambassadors for change, ambassadors for great things to happen in our communities, not just bottom line um, kind of businesses. So, Sandra, what's your thoughts on, on the take of writing versus copywriting? Do you see it a little bit differently? Do you have a different spin on it um, or a different approach or anything else that you want to kind of add? Yeah, my definition is is pretty similar to Anna's and and we talked about this in, my, in the other podcast we did as well. Um, I see most writing as content writing, whereas copywriting is a specific subset where, like Anna said, you're trying to you're trying to persuade or and you're you're trying to sell um, your product or service. So I work less on that, and I'm I'm glad I switched the name of my company because originally I was going under the the word copywriter, and and I don't work on that uh, um, almost at all now. Um, I'm focusing mostly on the the everyday type of content. So. Um, yeah, so even if you're doing more videos than writing, it's video heavy, you still need that little bit of description and have to think about um, what you're putting in there, whether it's just an everyday piece of content or you're sharing your values or if it's meant to sell and then it needs to be tweaked a little bit more to, yeah, to um, present that call to action. Perfect. And I love that because I think it's so easy to throw everything into one bucket. It's so easy to just say, well, if I wrote it, it's just writing, right? You know, we kind of can simplify it. And I think it's important for us to all sit down when we think about marketing is realize that these are tools to create an outcome. These are tools designed to create an impact. They're designed you know, to actually get a specific result. And not always the result is to buy. That's when we go down that copywriting lane. Um, but I always think that, you know, when we think about even marketing, like peeling back those layers of it, um, often I want people to kind of realize that it's so important to pick and choose how you communicate, how you use your time and writing and copywriting. All of these things are things that you really want to sit down and start to understand how you want to use them in your business. How do you use them either as support 
versus education versus sales and making sure you have lanes for each of those and we don't just kind of put them all in one big bucket. <laughs> um, the other thing I guess I want to talk a little bit about is helping people kind of take their business to the next level. Because I think what happens is plenty of us get into a rut in our business. You know, we have a plan, we have a process, we put it in place, we've been running our business or we got started. And what happens is we're really trying to figure out how to elevate our brand. How do we go to that next level? How do we expand? And I'm thinking through whether it's on the copywriting side, whether it's on the writing and creating content side, what are some recommendations you may have on how people can take either an existing brand or a brand that they feel like, you know, they've taken it pretty far. They have a good amount of customers. People are happy with it. Like, how do they elevate their brand either on the copywriting side or the writing side? Um, Sandra, I'll throw that one to you first. Yeah, I think it's sort of an uh, on a uh, case-by-case basis, you really have to see what they're putting out there, um, whether or not it's working. Um, yeah, and it's, it may be a tweak of a message. It may be you need to, to up the quality of your images and videos um, up or up, increase the frequency. Um, so, yeah, it, it's hard for me to say. I, I think, uh, yeah, I have to do a little bit of an audit to, to tell. But I like that you said that, that maybe mm-hmm. it's time for people to do an audit. Because I think sometimes people forget that you need sometimes that like third party opinion. You need someone else to look at the body of what you've done and say, this is how you can make it better. Or um, even what you mentioned about looking at the data. I think a lot of times we're just writing and writing and churning it out. And it's like a to-do list. Got that one done. Got that one done. Got that one done. And we don't always go back and say, well, what were my top posts over the last six months? Which ones did better? You know, you know, can we see why some of those did better? You know, because I put it on Facebook versus I put them on Instagram. Is it the traffic that came over? You know, are they getting different traffic breakdowns and really looking at that data to help drive that next decision? Um, because I think sometimes we think of like, do I like that article? Did my cousin or my niece or my friend like the article? And that's great. It's a good gut check maybe in the beginning. <laughs> but eventually, I think doing that data and audit um, is a really good thing for, for people to think about. Anna, what's your perspective on this? Um, I was actually uh, going to say the same thing about uh, having an audit. I think if you are kind of at a and a good balance, but you want to take it a step further, um, it's important to uh, do a little bit of a, uh, just check kind of like maybe content gaps, see where, what you're lacking and also what's working. Uh, I think it's uh, Google analytics. It's an amazing tool to see, you know, if your ideal audience are 24 to 35 year old women, and you see that, most men are lending uh, on your website, then there's something that you got to change. It's either your tone of voice, your messaging, the way you're saying things, the the content you're putting out there, uh, see what's working better, see what's not working and um, find, find that little thing that's, you know, that's missing to, to take the business to the next level. Um, You definitely would need uh, a little bit of a, of an outdated, uh, I agree, and it works on a case by case uh, basis. Uh, but starting with an outdated 
to see what's working, what's not working. I think it's really important. Yeah. And I really, you got me thinking when you said that, because, you know, I think sometimes we not only forget about the tone and how does that maybe resonate with people younger and older or male versus female and so forth, but even our, all the content, you know, even the photos that we put on the page, you know, where if you're skewing towards a certain type of audience, you want to make sure the photos represent the audience that you're even talking to. Um, and I bring that up because I think a lot of times we're just like, oh, I'll grab this image. <laughs> I searched for it. I grabbed this image. I'm just going to dump it in there. And how important it is to make sure that the total representation of that piece really speaks to that audience, helps them connect um, with the piece, and they can see themselves um, kind of in the messaging and, and in that communication. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. It set a little light bulb off um, mm -hmm. in my head. Um, so I'm just looking at time. We're having a really good discussion. I love that we're going into some of the things that people can do and so forth. But I also want to make sure that as people are tuning in or as people are listening to this, th if they think they need help, if they've heard something today that reminded them that, oh, I haven't been doing that. I hadn't thought about copywriting versus writing. I hadn't thought about getting consistent with my copy um, or my, excuse me, my content. Or maybe they're just struggling with the consistency piece. Um, and maybe there's an opportunity that you got, you got, you gals, I should say, can help them. Do you want to give everyone maybe a little bit of perspective on when they should give you a call, when they should reach out to you so that they could get your help or your support um, for your services. Anna, do you want to take that one first? And then Sandra, I'll jump to you next. Absolutely. Um, I think that anybody could use a copywriter, whether you're just starting and you haven't even launched yet or you're already established, but you want to take it a little bit to the next level. Um, I think uh, you need a copywriter if you... Uh, one, are staring at a blank document, cannot get the words out. Uh, if you're struggling, <laughs> I think that's that's um, that's important to know when you need help and in the places that you need help. And I feel like a lot of people struggle uh, with the writing and with uh, putting the words out. Um, you know, they have so many amazing ideas and so many things in their head. But then when it comes to actually putting in paper, it can be tough. Uh, so if you're struggling to create content, whether it's uh, website copy or emails, newsletters, uh, blogging, um, you can definitely uh, send me a message. We can uh, book a call and I can scan a little bit of through your website, your content and see uh, where I can help you with. Uh, and yeah. Perfect. And Sandra? Yeah, similarly, I mean, I'm, I'm always open for questions. Yeah, like, I, I don't mind doing like a free 15 minute audit of what I see that that you're, you're putting out there and um, whether or not you might need to hire somebody. And then my website gives a good idea of, of some of the things that I offer. So uh, website copy. Um, so if you just need that, and then somebody else is handling your content from then on, I can help there. Um, if you, yeah, if you enjoy the writing process and you maybe need just an editor to look it over, to put in keywords before it gets published, then I really love editing because with editing, um, the the person's brand voice gets preserved. Um, so I really enjoy that process. But again, if you're staring at that blank page, 
don't know what to say. Um, you need, yeah, to, you need to completely outsource the the writing to somebody else. Um, I can help on on that level as well. And I re- I also really love to get to know clients, and I I hear how they speak because that helps me, um, yeah, try and insert their voice uh, a little bit into the writing as well. I'm really glad to hear that. And I hope for anyone out there, if you're listening, even if you're just in the beginning stages, reach out because um, I can't tell you how valuable it's been for us at Vegan Mainstream. Um, I have an editor on our team um, and our editor, I just couldn't have done everything that we've been able to accomplish all these years without her. Um, um, Our editor, her name is Emma and Emma's been working with us for almost the entire time I've had vegan mainstream. So we're almost 10 years. And I say that because I think a lot of times when you first start out, when you first start a business, you think about, I need a social media manager. I needed this, I needed that. And I think one of the smartest things I did was have an editor help us from the beginning. And then us maintaining this relationship so long, um, we just have a great flow of, you know, what's the voice, what do we want to put into that voice. It's also helped us as our team expanded. And as our team expanded, I can have my team write things and then send that over to our editor. And our editor can make sure it's infused with the voice. So I just give wanted to give everyone some ideas and some thoughts around this process and this idea of either working with Sandra or Anna, because this is something that I really feel like can change a business. It can also take a lot of weight off of your shoulder as a business owner, as a founder, as the person that's in the garage, you know, making the formula (laughs) or making the products or ordering the products. It's just so many things on our shoulders that it's so important to have an amazing person to be able to reach out to that can make sure that your voice gets out there. Um, And also, I just want to mention, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this, but I tell a lot of people that you know, we think that it has to like really look nice when it be handed over to someone um, like one of you, um, one of you um, ladies, because, you know, I used to have that like hang up that like I didn't want to feel silly or stupid sending something to someone that I knew wasn't grammatically correct or I knew wasn't really 100% exactly what I wanted it to be. So I used to write like four renditions of my copy or four renditions of something before I sent it to my editor because I was creating this like veil between us of like, I want her to, I want to preserve her perception of me. And what I had to learn over time is that the purpose of bringing someone in, the purpose of having an expert there is to make sure that I can put the ideas on paper, the concept, and then having an expert shape that. So I just wanted to mention that. And I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it as well, because I think as you know, leaders in our businesses, we think we should put out perfect things at times. And we don't realize that we're supposed to have really partners and experts that can take ideas and thoughts and things that are even sometimes feel a little incomplete um, and they can bring in their expertise and take it to that next level. I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's been, that was one thing that was a learning exercise for me. Yeah, I just want to say I I live for your mistakes. So send me your your you know bad spelling, bad grammar copy. Like that that's exactly what I love to do is just fix it up and and make it yeah presentable because you should be spending the most time running your business and doing what you're great at. And and yeah, if, if writing is not it, definitely send it to somebody like me because 
I live for those mistakes, honestly. <laughs> I love that process. Yeah, I agree. That remind me, uh, reminded me a little bit of my mom uh, who used to clean the house before the cleaning lady would get there. So she wouldn't think that we were slobs. Um, and um, I agree with Sandra. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, what we do is absorb your voice and your message and what you're trying to say and just put it out there in a more engaging way. So there's no perfect content. There's no perfect anything. Uh, so getting caught up in, in those little details, it's, it's not really uh, necessary or important because at the end of the day, uh, we're still going to grab the content and redo it. So um, it doesn't matter if there's spelling grammar, if it's great or if it's, uh, if it's average. At the end of the day, we're just going to take the core message of what you were trying to say in your tone of voice and, and convert it into something that resonates with people, whatever way that's presented to us. Perfect. Perfect. I love, love, love that because that's such a important thing to learn. And I think it's mm -hmm. also a confidence thing when you realize that that is the role and it's the process. So as we wrap up our session today, I just want to maybe hand the mic back over to each mm -hmm. one of you to maybe share some words of wisdom that you have for anyone out there who's running their business through these challenging times, who's trying to pivot as we talk about often in um, our podcast series and in these series. And, you know, they're trying to find their way forward um, regardless if it's based on the pandemic or just in general, I think running a business, you're always kind of pivoting and, and finding your best footing forward. Um, so do you have any words that of wisdom, anything you'd recommend, anything you've learned over the last year or so that you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, I'd like I to oh, good. Oh. Um, yeah, I was going to say, don't feel like you have to write so much, especially on social media. I find just, you know, sometimes a long, a long copy is warranted, but, uh, I find because we're so cluttered with content these days and it's all about scrolling, sometimes the shorter message is the better one. Um, so if you can get it out succinctly and persuasively, that that's a sweet spot. So uh, yeah, I just want to say for, for social content, at least don't feel like you have to write so much because you can pack a punch in a few words. Um, and yeah, if you need help uh, doing that, uh, come to one of us. Um, and I would only say that um, if you are kind of struggling a little bit to put your word out there, to spread the message about your business or whatever you're doing, or you're worried, uh, this is something I also get a lot, that you're being too specific about your brand, about your ideal client. Um, I don't think you can't be too specific. I think there's always someone who's going to resonate with what you're saying. And if you have a very targeted ideal audience, uh, that's great. And you should embrace that and you should uh, continue to try to speak to this ideal uh, audience that you have and put out the content that you know they like and that they're going to resonate with even if it's short like uh, like Sandra said I agree that sometimes we're just too busy to you know read captions that are too long or blogs that are too long and we just want you know that little little push of information uh, to at least create some awareness about your brand and what you're doing. And yeah, there's always, always going to be someone that 
resonates with your super specific message. Perfect. Well, thank you both for joining mm -hmm. us today. It was great having, you know, two different perspectives, two different ways of kind of approaching writing and content and copywriting. So I'm so glad um, we did this. And I really hope that everyone also watches your individual um, interviews as well, because it would be a great way for everyone to get to know each of you even more and really understand how, you know, you guys are such a huge asset to our community. Um, let's just quickly make sure everyone can get in contact with you. So if you can give everyone your website and maybe your social media handles, um, Anna, if you want to kick that off first. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can find me on my website, www.copy.co.com, and you can send me a message through there. You can schedule a free consultation through there, and you can also uh, see my services and portfolio and everything uh, you might need. And you can find me on Instagram as at Ana Mejia L. Perfect. So, yeah, Perfect. Okay. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say spell like my name is right there. <laughs> Mejia, M-E-X-I-A. Perfect. And then Sandra? Uh, I'm everywhere on social media with my name, Sandra Nomoto, and uh, most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. And my website, uh, my portfolio is up there as well, <laughs> is uh, thecontentdoctor.co. Perfect. And yeah, we didn't get to the idea of a portfolio. Let's just get that really quick. Because I, I know you mentioned it in the notes how so many people don't always have portfolios available. Do you want to hit on that really quick? Yeah. Uh, should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think portfolios are super important, especially if you're starting out um, offering a service-based, uh, uh, you know, business, uh, even if it's uh, it could be whatever little thing that you did in exchange for testimonial or something. Uh, but I do think that having a portfolio, uh, it's a huge help, especially in us that we're writers. You know, everyone has a different writing style. Uh, not that someone is better or worse. We're just different. Uh, everyone adds their own little personality and their own uh, thing to writing. So having something to showcase the way you work, uh, it's very important. Um, I also think that if your writing or your service creates any sort of results uh, with time, you should definitely try to do case studies or something that showcases how your work is bringing results to the people who's working with you. I think that's uh, very valuable and it gives you a huge amount of credibility and uh, trust. Perfect. Sandra? Yeah, I echo everything Anna said. If yeah, if you're if you're selling services as a copywriter, it's just um, such an easy way for for clients to see how you write and if they resonate with with your style. And then uh, on the client side, it's yeah the easiest way for them to get to know um, yeah whether whether they want to work with you um, and they like your style of writing. Because uh, yeah, there's there's the first step if you want to hire someone who's vegan there's a there's a bunch of us and then the <laughs> second step would be deciding yeah like whose whose style might be uh the best fit for my brand so portfolio is a great way to do that 
Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. I'm hoping everyone goes in and checks out your portfolios. I really love the idea that, you know, as vegans, we offer so many different services to community. And I really wanted to make sure we highlight it today that we have some great, amazing vegans out there writing about all different topics, not just vegan topics, but sustainability, environmental, and also about businesses and brands. And the idea is as vegans, we're pretty dynamic. We can write and talk about all different types of topics. Um, but the idea is that you can work with somebody who knows and understands, you know, your purpose, who knows and understands maybe why, especially for you entrepreneurs out there, why you started your business, especially for you industry leaders out there, why you started your organization. And by working with a writer or a copywriter, they can really help you get that message out there. So I'm really excited that we had a chance to dive into this topic. I hope this inspires some people to bump up their content um, and inspiring people to reach out to um, individuals like yourself, Sandra and Anna. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everyone who joined us live. Thanks, Thanks so much, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs>